for young people out there, I recommend trying as many things when you're young as you can. I wish so badly there were more programs when you're in high school offered because the fact that I got to try out cosmetology school in high school, if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have gone right out of high school. I actually definitely wouldn't have. I would have been too scared. Maybe my parents would have questioned it a little bit more. They'd be like, "Uh, are you sure? So having that chance, I think really changed my path. And I just wish there were more programs like that. Even like little internships you can get credits for because also working in an office for a couple hours, I learned this is not for me. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. Welcome to October. Here we are. I'm so excited to be here today. Today's guest is Kylie Heath. Kylie came to me through my assistant, Sky. Uh, They're friends. And Sky said, oh, I have a mom who's perfect for the show. She hooked me up with Kylie and I couldn't agree more. Kylie is a celebrity hairstylist who is exceptionally talented, incredibly motivated, and has more moxie than (laughs) most people I know. And she's super young. Uh, She has a toddler, a beautiful little girl, and she's expecting her second child. So she's pregnant. Gosh, I want to say she might even be the first guest on the show who's been pregnant when I interviewed her. Actually, I can almost say with certainty that that is true. So we had a great talk. I went to her house and we just chatted and it was really lovely. And then I got to meet her little girl afterwards. She came home from a walk. So that was really special. So here we are in October. October is... um, LGBTQ Awareness Month um, and History Month. And uh, Pride Month is June, at least here in the United States. So it's different in different countries. But in the United States and Canada, October is um, LGBTQ History Month. And the reason that I wanted to kind of highlight that and talk about it and also showcase it, I've picked this month's um, highlighted give as um, an organization called GLSEN, which I'll talk about in a minute. You know, I've lived in West Hollywood for 20 years, and I've seen some amazing, beautiful, and tragic things in that time. I mean, before then, obviously. And I lived in New York for a while, and when I was 14, I started modeling professionally in Denver. And being in the business, even in Denver at that time, I it was, gosh, it was uh, 1990, I guess, 19, yeah, 1990. You know, it was it was a different time then. There was there was awareness, but it's nothing like what we have now. And we, you know, obviously, we still have a long way to go. <clears throat> but um, I've been surrounded by that community since I was a teenager, and and you know, I it's really close to my heart, and it's really important to me that we talk about it, especially now as a mom and talking to other moms. I mean, just in the last. A couple of weeks, I've had four different moms tell me that their child has come out to them as transgender or as gay or as queer. These kids are coming out to their parents as young as eight, you know, which is amazing and beautiful and needs the support of the community 
needs the support of organizations like Glisten that provide education. They provide, you know, their whole goal is to get every community and every school to be a safe space that's inclusive for all and people who identify as all different sexual orientations, different pronouns, you know, he, she, them, they, and just educate because all of this starts with education. Anyway, that is really near and dear to my heart. It is National Coming Out Day on October 11th. AIDS Walk LA is October 20th. A lot of really amazing events happening um, here in LA, but all over the world. So um, especially in the UK, US and Canada when October is uh, LGBTQ uh, History Month. So anyway, I just wanted to highlight that the the give that I selected that's also on my website, I always have this on my website, and I have a button that you can click to donate. And I just want to reiterate this, I said this last week, but you know, if you can't be physically a part of something that means something to you, like donate your time, um, or your energy, it's really helpful. Even if you're donating $5 to something, that really makes a difference. Because think about it, if everybody on your block donated $5, you know, a couple times a year, that, that, that adds up. So I don't want you to feel like, oh, I can't make, you know, a $25 donation or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's okay. And you don't have to donate anything, even if you just go on the website and kind of read about it and educate yourself about what this amazing organization is doing. That's awesome too, because you never know when you're going to like run into somebody that needs help and you could say, hey, oh, I heard of this amazing organization. So um, it's called Glisten, and their website is, which will be on the show notes of this show and also on my giving page on milfpodcast.com. Their website is glsen.org, and they're just exceptional. They've been around since 1990, and they really specialize in kids, you know, kids that are LGBTQ plus and um, helping them to have an affirmative place in school, you know, regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity or expression and have that feel safe, be able to feel safe. So that's really, really important to me and close to my heart. And um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Today's sponsor is Clutch Gifts. Um, I love this. I love these two ladies, first of all, who, um, I know them, uh, through our sons, my son's old school. They are a a gay couple, a gay lesbian couple, and they own this company that, uh, curates these beautiful, beautiful gift boxes. And it's very personalized. So it's a modern personal gift solution. That's what they call it. Um, and everything is built around sommelier, I don't know if I'm saying that right, sommelier selected uh, small production wines. Now, now, these women are such, they they really know about wine. I obviously don't because I don't drink. I think that's really cool. If I did drink wine, I, the, I would really appreciate that because I can understand the art of good wine. So it's like a beautiful bottle of wine and little curated, uh, little things like candles and little matchboxes that are have art on them. And their whole thing is that it works together to tell, in their words, a story of celebration, delight, and good taste. And they're just beautiful. And if you go on their website, clutchgifts.com, and when you get to checkout, you can enter the exclusive code MILF15, you get 15% off. And really, if you have anyone you want to get a gift for, the, the, the special 
I really recommend this because they're not going to get anything else like this from anyone else. And it just, it's really goes the extra mile. I'm a big gift giver and, and I send thank yous to people and, um, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. It's personal and it makes people feel special. And you know, that's what we want. That's what we want. It's so funny. I was in the, I was at the in and out just yesterday with my son. We went through the drive-thru and we were at the one on, you know, Lancashire and Coenga for those of you in LA. And there's many in and outs in LA, but because we were coming back from the Valley and I pulled up and this young girl took my order and she was just so beautiful. She had this perfect like caramel skin and bright eyes and long eyelashes, not a shred of makeup on. And she just had this bright smile and she took her order. And I said, you are so beautiful. You're just radiant. And she blushed and she said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. And then we drove through and my son said, why'd you do that? And I said, because it's true. And what better, you know, I want to, I always want to reflect people's awesomeness to them, to them, because why not? You know what I mean? Like, we all give ourselves such a hard time about, I mean, I certainly do. And I know most of my friends do about everything. Just it's like, if we can just reflect someone's light to them, even if it's just in passing for a moment, you know, with no, there's no strings attached. There's nothing expected in return. It's just a genuine compliment. Um, Why not? You know, as long as it's not creepy, you know, which I wasn't. Anyway, and he was like, okay, cool. And then he went back to watching his phone. Um, the Office. Always The Office. He's just obsessively watches The Office. He's watched seasons one through nine. I think he's on his third round. He has this, like, he has it memorized. And I'm like, well, you know, it's good. It's good television. I can appreciate that. All right. I've talked long enough. Now it's time for the interview with Kylie. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This on the is show. so amazing. Your home is so cozy and warm and beautiful. Thank and you. as are you. Thank you. Cozy You're and so warm nice. and beautiful. It's true. Cozy is life. Yeah. It's good. We've got we've got Holly, your your lab. Is she a lab? A golden retriever. A golden retriever. Yeah. yeah she's, she's amazing. Pen. Oh, she's such a Our good little girl. lady. Yeah, she's so sweet. So you have a two-year-old who's out with your mom right now who's visiting. Yes. And you have one on the way. Yes, and I have one on the way. Oh, my gosh. I'm almost 21 weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Hi. Oh, Holly. You want, she wants some of the mic. Can you guys hear Holly panting? Say something, Holly. 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 You want to say something? She's like, I don't have much no. to say. I just need uh, some some cuddles. I kind of want to start just from the beginning. Your story yeah. is so interesting and, and kind of where you've arrived and, you know, yeah. and you have so much more to go because you're super young, aren't you? You're like 20. At 29. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. I'm almost 30. You're om- oh. When's your birthday? December 29th. December 29th. Okay. So it's creeping up. That's awesome. Yeah. 30. I know. Milestone. I know. Where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in Santa Cruz. Lived there my whole life and all my family is up there still. And um, so I love it because I love going up there to visit. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. That's called, it's is amazing. that considered central? Yeah. It's like Monterey central Bay. Coast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's about so an it's, hour okay. and a half. Like some, a lot of people call it NorCal, but it really is more central. Got it. It's like an hour and a half south of San Francisco oh, on the coast. Did you yeah. hang out in San Francisco growing up? We would always go up there to go shopping like around the holidays yeah. or 
you know, for prom dresses and that kind of thing. Prom dresses. <laughs> because the mall in Santa Cruz is very pathetic. Got it. Yeah. Got it. It's not. It's not great. And what did you do for fun growing up? Like, what was your favorite mm-hmm. thing? Like, as a teenager? We were really... um my brother and I both, I don't know if it just, you know, my dad got us into it or what, but we were both really active. Like I played every sport. We did junior lifeguards uh, from like age six, I think is when you start. And I did it until I was 17. Oh my God. Where, the boys, yeah. when you were the lifeguard at the local pool, the boys must have been like. Well, so junior lifeguards, it's like, it's a summer camp where you go down to the beach and you are down at the beach basically all day oh. and you're doing run swim runs and competitions and it it was so fun when it's I was like really day watch for yeah, kids yeah it's hilarious but you're yeah you're just getting like so much exercise and burning fuel and so oh. we would do that even as a teen then it would be from like nine to twelve and then me and my friends we would just ride to the beach and go to the beach that all day amazing. and then call my dad and be like we're too tired to bike home come pick us up it's incredible <laughs> so yeah that was that was like our summers. We just oh. were at the beach all the time, which was great. And then, yeah, during the school year, I played volleyball and did swim team. And I just, yeah, I really enjoyed playing sports. And when did your love of beauty and fashion and style sort of blossom? That also started very young. I learned a French braid hair um, when I was really young. I don't know how old I was, but probably before I was 10. Yeah. So I always, or definitely before I was 10, because I have a picture in fifth grade when we're all on a camping trip and all my friends have their hair in two French braids. And um, I do my friend's hair for proms and I always loved that. And then my senior year of high school, I started doing cosmetology school as an ROP class. They offered it as a course. Um, at the, your high school? So That's it wasn't amazing. at the high school, I but they, you got credit they offered, for it. Yes, I got credit for it. That's so brilliant. Yeah, it was great. So my senior year, I would go um, two days a week after school and I would go for three hours yeah. and then I got hours that I could transfer. And it, I loved doing hair. There was still part of me, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I want to go to college. I kind of wanted to be a teacher. There were a few different things that I, you know, wanted to do. I also was very into clothes. So I had looked at FITM. I went to this program called the Three Days of Fashion. And I went to the one in Orange County. And I did really like that. I like like to sew and all of that kind of thing. I told my parents I wanted to look at cosmetology schools that were in Southern California because I knew there were there was more opportunity down here. And they were very supportive, which I feel so grateful for. They were like, if, you know, we've seen that you're passionate about this and if that's what you want to do, we support you. So we um, set up like meetings at seven different schools to check them out. And I walked into the Paul Mitchell in Orange County and I just was like, this is it. This yeah. is where I want to yeah. go. Orange County. Yeah. So did you, com- did you move down there? So I moved yeah, down. Because you can't commute from yeah, Santa Cruz. No. It's like five hours. Yeah. And I, I actually had three friends that were um, from Santa Cruz that were moving to Orange County oh, just to go to the junior college down oh, there. Perfect. So we all moved in together right after, you know, it was that summer after I graduated high school. So you were 18. Yeah. I was 18. Wow. And which was crazy a little bit, you know, like having her own apartment. It wasn't like we were living on campus or anything. Yeah. So, and I loved it. I loved going to cosmetology school. It was awesome. And so I, I started school in September. And since I had some hours, you need 1600 hours to graduate. I graduated in July. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, less than a so year. Less than a year. 
And so I took that summer to figure out exactly where I wanted to end up. And Angus Mitchell, who's Paul Mitchell's son, he had just opened a salon in Beverly Hills. And a couple of my friends that were um, graduated just before me in cosmetology school were working there. And so they um, they connected us. And I went in and I interviewed and the lady was like, sorry, we just don't have room for assistance right now. And I was like, I'll do anything. I'll work at the front desk. Like, please um, just let me know if anything opens up. But if you want somebody to run the front desk, I can start there and then work then your way up. Work my way up. Yeah. yeah. And so they gave me a call and they were like, you know what? Let's have you start at the front desk. And so I moved down and I was really nervous because LA, just even growing up in Santa Cruz, it's such a different. Yeah. It's more of a small town feel. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. And people kind of were like, oh, LA, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was nervous, but my parents were like, hey, give it like a solid three months and we'll always be here. Nothing will change. Just give it a try. I think they might regret those words now. (laughs) No, not really. But they're like, move home. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I I gave it a try and I got in and, you know, started assisting pretty quickly as well as working the front desk. And you were 19? I was 19. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was 19 and pretty crazy. Yeah. And when I first moved to, I had a job, but I didn't have a place to live yet. So I was like, I remember I was Google mapping and printing out instru- like directions of looking at places because then right. I didn't have navigation on sure. my phone. Sure. And uh, it was a little stressful, but I ended up through a friend of a friend, met a girl who also was looking and didn't have a place to live who was moving from Northern California and I told her, I, was, I found a place if you want to move in. We met when I, um, she just like signed the the lease and that's when we met. And we lived together for seven years. Oh my After gosh. After that, she became, you know, one of my best friends. Which that's amazing. really lucked out. So that's kind of how it all started. And so when you were assisting at 19 in this yeah. Beverly Hills, um, I mean, I just, first of all, I just want to point out the moxie that it took for you and the, the willingness to start at the you know, at the receptionist level, right? You know, because you knew what it meant to get into a, a I want to say elite. You know, anything in Beverly Hills, it's got that cachet. It's like if you come from right. that kind of salon, you know, like it's it gives you a big feather in your cap, right? So you were just willing to go for it, and you told them, and they they took yeah. a chance on you. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. then you were assisting, and then from there, like how long did you have to be on the floor? Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. On the floor? So on the floor, and um, it was. I'm trying to think because I worked there for I only worked there for two years. And I'd say after a year, for sure, I was taking some of my own clients, but I had also been assisting. You, you're supposed to assist for a while, and that it really is where you learn all of your techniques. Like, and techniques, things, yeah. yeah, and you learn your style, and you learn how to really style hair and give somebody a great blowout because you're kind of doing that all day. And so it was really good experience. And I think because I was so young and I was thinking, you know, if I went to college, I would still be in school right now. So I kept having that mentality where I was like, okay, think of this as training. Yeah, school, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm getting a little bit of a head start, but also I want to to really grow. And so I had probably been there, I had been there for probably a year and a half or a little over a year. And we had sent out 
gift card or little cards to CAA and different agents to try to get more people in just saying, you know, we'll give you a free haircut. And, um, we had a call from an, uh, somebody from CAA and she said that she needed a haircut and it was late and everyone was like, Oh, we're closing. And I was like, well, I'm happy to stay. I have nothing to do. I know how to close down the whole salon because I can work the front yes, desk. Yes. Um, I was like, I'm happy to stay and I'll do it. And so, that was one of the greatest things that's, that's ever happened to me because this woman, Sandy, we were talking and I told her how I love styling hair because I also I was in this phase where I, I love doing weddings. I, I just wanted to, I was on um, Model Mayhem. I was trying to figure out how to, you know, get a What's portfolio. What's Model Mayhem? Or, so Model, I don't even know if it exists. I actually need to look it up, but, or still, but it's, um, it connects photographers, models, hair, makeup. Got it. To do photo shoots and everyone just kind of trades their work and it's a way to build your portfolio. So that's kind of what I was doing at the time. I was trying to do photo shoots. Nothing. I can't, I don't even know if I have pictures from what I did back then. I don't even know if it exists. I need to look it up still. But, um, but I just really wanted to break into that world and I didn't know how. And I had told this to this woman, Sandy, and she said, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that my old assistant works at the wall group. And I was like, Oh, no idea what the wall group was, but I was like, oh, cool. And so she said, let me connect you. And um, I sent this girl, Hillary. So a, for our listeners, the wall group oh, is yeah, an agency that, yeah. that is a makeup and hair stylist. They represent makeup and hair stylists for photo shoots and TV and all these things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, every, you know, a big image you look at has a huge team behind it and, and um, the wall group you know, sends everybody out there and is kind of the middleman. And I, but I didn't, I just acted like I knew what it was. And when she left, I Googled it and I freaked, I was jumping up and down. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. And um, we had somebody that did PR for our salon and she just told me like, do anything and everything they ask you to do, just say yes. And I was like, so Hillary came in for a blow dry. We hit it off and she was like, I'm so glad I met you. I was like, I'm so glad I met you. And I just started, she started calling me for assisting jobs at the wall group. So I would just leave the salon. They would call me and I would be like, sorry, got to go. And yeah. I'd pack up this little bag and I would just leave. And you would assist other hairstylists on photo shoots. Yes. Got so um, so f- I would assist other f- um, people on photo shoots or if, you know, a stylist had one job, but then he had to leave early to get to a flight or another job then an assistant would come just to cover to make sure the hair still looked good while they're doing their press or just basically just to be there just in case anything happened. And so I just said yes and made myself very available to them. And it, it also paid off because they, you know, they used me a lot and I got to know everyone really well. And it became too much doing that and the salon. And I was feeling a lot of guilt for leaving early. And I decided to quit the salon. And well, I had told them I would be there for sure on Tuesdays. And then that following Tuesday, a big job came in with the wall group. And I was like, okay, this is my sign. I have to be done. Yeah. And I quit. And it was really scary because being freelance is a whole other world. Sure. Um, There's no guarantees you don't get pay- you can get paid three months to six months later you yeah. know so yeah. starting out is really scary and again I was thinking of it as my master's program at this time I was 21 I was just like 
And my parents were also very supportive. They're like, if you need anything, just let us know. But, mm. you know, I really wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. So just from there, it just kind of grew and they started trusting me on little jobs here and there. And um, yeah. And, and so now you're like, <laughs> I mean, you work with some ma major celebrities regularly yeah. and you do all kinds of different, like what kinds of, what kind of projects do you work on now? Just on a typical week. Uh, last week I did a Comcast commercial with Amy Poehler, which fun. is so fun. Um, she's amazing. And what else did I do last week? There's a, there was a big Chanel dinner. So I got somebody ready for the Chanel dinner. Every, what I do love is that week to week is so different yeah. and I get to be somewhere different every day. Some days like a, a commercial you're gone for probably 14 hours. It's usually like a 12-hour workday and then with driving and parking and everything. But then I can have a job that's I'm getting somebody ready for two hours yeah. and that can be my day or I can do yeah. multiple jobs in one day. So it's been really great and yeah. it's been especially yeah. great being a mom because right. being, in, being in the salon, I know you can also tailor that to what, what you need or you could only do three days and things like that. But with this job, like there sometimes I'll have two really busy weeks. And I just know that after that, maybe I'll have four days off where I yeah. can just be home. And so how do you balance that with, I mean, do you have a, do you have help? Yeah, help? <laughs> <laughs> that has been a bit of a, I, I do have help now and I'm in, I have a great situation now, but that was really hard to find Yeah, somebody that could be flexible with my schedule. So what's great, you know, I do end up working weekends a lot. So Jono, my partner, um, he will, he can be home with her on the weekends. Yeah. And then we have a part-time nanny who's really flexible. So I just tell her in advance, like, okay, I think that next week I'm going to need you Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, around these hours. That's hard to find because you, yeah. I mean, when I had my son, I was still auditioning when he was a newborn. I think I went on my first audition out after he was a week old or some crazy thing. And I brought him with me, but. Because you were acting. Are you acting? Um, I don't really much anymore. No. I mean, yeah. occasionally I'll go on an audition, but. And that was part of the reason why, actually, because once he was a toddler and I couldn't really bring him, like, I couldn't just. He wouldn't just be sleeping. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Just it was more, it was more complex and I couldn't have a person like, cause you know, with auditions, I think probably similar to your schedule, you probably have a little more advanced notice, but I would find out the day before. Yeah. And you know, no, mine's you honestly like that too. Is it still? I will know to a degree, like some things I'll know, like a commercial, I'll know that yeah. it's set in stone and I know, okay, it's probably going to start at 6am, but they could call me and be like, tomorrow we need you from this time to this time. Yeah. And you, you have yeah. to just do it and yeah. to find a nanny or a babysitter that's like, doesn't have anything else going on. I mean, it's just, it's really hard. It is. It, uh, and unless you struggle. can afford to have someone full-time, full-time, like on salary, which. Right. Yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah. we've looked into, but also for me, I'm like, but then the weeks that I have four days off or yeah. five days off. You're I'm paying like, them for just nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I want to be with my kid, yeah. you know, like I want to yeah. be home with her when that's the thing. Like when I have time off, I do like to just be hanging with yeah. her. So yeah. so that that was really hard to find. We had a great nanny um from when like when she was three months old until she was a year. And she lived in Van Nuys and obviously I live near LAX. So that was just a very long commute for her. And yeah. she had a young daughter and it just took a toll. Yeah. And so 
she, it was so sad, but so she had to leave, but she was such, she was amazing. Like she helped me get her on a sleep schedule Mm. and she just was amazing. But Mm. so after that, it was really hard to find someone. I went through two that were just like, because most people that I found that were flexible were very lazy Mm. and would call in sick like all the time or like, yeah. That's the worst when you're like leaving for a shoot and someone's like, oh, I can't watch your kid. And you're like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Especially, too, because my, my boyfriend, he travels a lot for work. And so there's there are – it's not like I could be like, hey, can you stay home with her today? Right. The other thing that's been great is both of our moms, our family, like they love to come down. So they try to come down once a month, and I usually book it around when he's traveling. Perfect. So that I so have the, the help net. and I have a safety Yeah. Net. Yeah. And then we have a friend that – her son is two days older than my daughter and they live a mile away and their nanny's so great. And whenever we're in a bind, we do a nanny share. That's so huge. That's it's huge. been a game yeah. changer. It takes a village. It really does. It does. I mean, just, yeah, you can't, it's yeah. really challenging for a woman to have a career mm-hmm. and raise, you know, small children under the age of 15. My son is 10 and, mm. you know, I keep, it's interesting because he's still he's at that age where he's like part teenager, part baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep thinking, gosh, you know, just I have to be patient with him and mm-hmm. and like be with him as much. He just wants me all the time. Yeah. And it's very sweet, even though I get annoyed by it sometimes. <laughs> but it's but very, then we want to hang on to it. I too, w- yeah, because like, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I see my friend, my best friend Sabrina. Her kids are f- almost fifteen and seventeen, mm-hmm. and they're very independent. I mean, she doesn't, she hasn't needed a babysitter for years. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, this time will change and it's going to be, you know, but it's hard, man. It's hard. And you're trying to do stuff and you're trying to make money and you're trying to support yourself. And, and then the guilt. The guilt. Yeah. Because you the can't. The guilt is the worst. You lose both ways. Mm-hmm. When you're working, you feel bad that you're working. You're not with them. When you're not working and you're with them, you feel bad you're not earning money. Yep. And then you're like, am I doing everything half-assed? Like, you know, and you're just like, I just, oh, when will I ever be able to do anything like 100%? I know. When, when they're grown, I yeah. think maybe. And yeah. I don't even know, maybe not then. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. So, well, I want to, okay, so this is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just, I have, I'm so admire your, your like chutzpah and your moxie and just, you just went for this. There was no... Um, hesitation, it sounds like. I mean, you just, I mean, I'm sure you had your days where you were like, oh, you know, hard Honestly, days. Honestly, I really think that I, I've gotten better, but I think I'm so naive. <laughs> what a blessing that is, though. No, because, I know. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know that's like hilarious. No, no, no. I know what you mean, though. About a lot of things, too, because my boyfriend, he's very structured routine like a pragmatic kind of guy oh my god and i couldn't be more opposite i'm just like go like i just roll with whatever yeah and so it's been actually really good for both of us because we've helped to like balance each other out and he'll like bring me back to earth sometimes but i think that in you know me ending up where i am now to a degree that's just really helped i was just like i'm gonna go for it what's there to lose Mm. i even I talked to my dad now and he's like, yeah, I remember when everyone was going to, all your friends were going to college and everyone was asking like, oh, where's Kylie going? And he'd say, oh, she's going to cosmetology school. And they'd give him this look like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, like a, I'm sorry, look. Right. And 
he just, and I think off, I get it from them too. Like he just was like, screw you guys, you know, like, mm. and I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice That's that so anyone great. would ever ha- have judged that. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I could see how that looks like a easy way out to some people. But I honestly think I've been passionate about it my whole life. There's pictures of, actually, um, my mom found books. There's a Dr. Seuss book. Um, you should get it for your son. It's so cute. But it's like about what you, oh, what your favorite color go. is. Oh, maybe. Um, uh, wait, which one is it? It's all about me. Oh, I don't have and that it's one. It's like you fill out with it. So we'll be like, what's my favorite color? My best friend's name. And what do you what do you want to be when you grow up? And mine says a hairstylist. That is so precious. And I filled it out when I was really young. And my brothers um, said an artist and he's an artist, oh. which is so cool. My parents are like, we did something right. But well, it I, is reflective. And I, yeah. what I've heard you say just in the last however long we've been talking is how supportive they have been. I mean, you, you said it multiple yeah. times. And I think that there's just nothing more important. Like, I mean, I still struggle today. Like my parents really don't get me. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. They've, they've always been afraid of the things I've chosen. And mm-hmm. I never really felt like they supported me financially. They paid for my college that, you know, but, and I really try to support my son in all of who he is. I think probably to a fault because he, he's again, like just thinks that I'm his slave in yeah. some regards. But uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I relate. Oh my God. But um, but that's so beautiful. And also I just want to point out, like, you know, I love my hairdresser, as we all do. We just, you know, you become close friends and and she's young too. She just turned 30 and um incredibly talented. Um my although you can't so my hair is super smashed right now, but um No, it's cute. She and I have talked about how, you know, she's been doing this for eight years and she's mm-hmm. like, it is not easy. Like people think, oh, you just go to cosmetology school and you start working. And she's like, No, 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 no. You go, you work on the floor. Thank you. And you, you know, do all these it's like you it's it takes Putting in the times and hustle and really putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that is, that is people, it's a misconception. I agree. I completely agree. And yeah, you, you know, and you're working weekends when all of your friends are doing stuff like that's in the salon. It was like that. And around the holidays, we always, I remember it being like, they wanted me to work on Christmas Eve, I think. And as I've talked about family, it's so important to me. I was like, no. I'm yeah. not working on Christmas yeah. Eve. Like, and um, that's something about what I'm doing now is the industry dies at around all holidays, 4th of July, Christmas, all of it. It's just yeah. like nobody's goes shooting down. then. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And it's the best yeah. because I just couldn't. And I know that is the time where you make a lot of your money is right before all of these things, right before New Year's. And right. But yeah, it, it just takes, yeah, it takes hustle and. It, as much as it's fun, because people look at it and they're like, oh, well, that's like a fun job. So it, it it's not hard, but it, it's exhausting. Yeah, You're dealing with so many personalities, whether it's just the people that you're actually working besides sure. or the people that you're working, you know, for sure. and um, being on your feet and yeah. driving all over town. And as much as I like being somewhere different every day, there are weeks that it is exhausting as yeah. you could relate to where just not knowing Oh yeah, the, the unknown yeah. is stressful and it does wear on you. Um, I couldn't be in a nine to five job. I know that yeah. I, when I, Part of this too, I remember when I was in high school, I got a job um, at an office and I worked there for two hours and I was like, quit, I quit. 
You're like, nope. this is death. I was like, I can't do I can't, this. Cannot. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that was helpful. I think for young people out there, I recommend trying as many things when you're young as you can. I wish so badly there were more programs when you're in high school offered because the fact that I got to try out cosmetology school in high school, if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have gone right out of high school. Yeah, you would have I gone actually to definitely wouldn't. Yeah. I would have been too scared. Maybe my parents would have questioned it a little bit more. They'd be like, oh, are you sure? Yeah. So having that chance, I think really changed my path. And I just wish there were more programs like that. Even like little internships yeah. you can get credits for because totally. also working in an office for a couple hours, I learned this is not for me. And that closed a lot of other doors. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so great. Well, and I just wanted to say too, like all those kids that were like, oh, we're going to college. Like, I bet you anything that, because this was my experience too. I went to college. Well, I moved to New York to model for five minutes. And then I was like, I can't take this. I hate it. I hate it. What did you hate? Just all of it. You know, it's interesting. I started modeling professionally when I was 14. Mm -hmm. Um, in Denver, where I grew up. And very quickly, I was asked to, you know, move to London. And I was I was offered a contract to, you know, to basically leave high school. And I didn't because I got a part in the school musical. Oh. And I was like, I got a part in, in Greece as Frenchie. So I'm going, to, I'm going to, I mean, it's one of the Excellent best. Decision. I'm, like, I'm not going to give that up. No. So, so I went to New York for the summer, I think when I was 16. And um, I love Holly's her dog. right in the middle. She of knows. Us now. She knows I'm a dog person. <laughs> she so does. She's like, anyway, I I when I got there the second time to New York, I was I was like a day eighteen, and I just didn't know who I was as part of it. I had my own personal struggles to go through, but the other piece of it was I just felt like I had always wanted to be an actor, and I kind of fell into the modeling, and I thought, well, this will be a good way to pay for things, and. But what happened was I just really felt like a ghost. Like it was, I was such a number to these people. I, it, nothing mattered about my soul or my, my brain. It was all like, what size are you? What tear sheets do you have? What photographers have you worked with? And I just, I couldn't, I just felt suffocated. I just felt totally suffocated. Yeah. And then I had a nervous breakdown and I came home. Yeah. I came home and then I went to college. Understandable. Yeah, there's not depth. Like it's There's so not. I mean, and I think you could nice. have that if you were a model who had something else. But the thing is, at that time in my life, I was just out of high school and I didn't have that other thing. I wasn't actively writing like I am now. I wasn't I wasn't pursuing the acting on the side. I was just modeling and like living in self-loathing because I didn't yeah. fit a certain size and I wasn't Kate Moss because right. that was the time. It was 1993 and Kate Moss was, you know, everything. And it's all comparing like, you're like, if I don't get that gig, because that can happen, you know, with us, but you're like, oh, I wonder why I didn't get that. I wonder why they got that. What's or, wrong with me? What's wrong with yeah. me? Yeah. So it becomes this sort of shallow, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, thing. So anyway, so my point is I did go to college and then even still after college, I had that sort of like, fuck what do I do now like yeah and I almost moved to New York again and I was too afraid mm -hmm. because my parents had said you know I had gotten into a master's acting program and my parents said if you do this you're on your own financially and that scared the shit out of me yeah. so I moved back home and I got work immediately again modeling and acting and doing stuff I got some little bit parts in tv and movies and then I moved to LA and that the rest is history but that I didn't I would have loved at 19 to 
be so clear as you were and have this path. I mean, what a gift. I feel so grateful. I really do. I I don't know how it happened. (laughs) Because I really knew. I was like, I want to do hair. I just knew it. So great. And there were other things that I loved. I did have other passions, but I I was like, nope, I'm just going to do it. I'm yeah. just going to try it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so grateful that it worked out and yeah. that I still love it. Yeah. And of course, there are things that- Of course, with everything. Yeah. yeah. But I do feel so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so- when you became a mother, mm-hmm. you were 27? I was 27, yeah. And what was that like? I mean, when when that information came to you, I don't know if your first baby was planned or if you... Yeah, so um, I've always wanted to be a mom, too. Like, mm-hmm. I've had, I had dolls until I was too old. But, um, <laughs> and I, so my boyfriend and I, we were on and off again for a long time. So there were many moments that I had in my mid-20s where I was like, when am I ever going to get to have kids? Like, is this going to happen for me? Like, I'm going to be, you know, like I always wanted kids young. Mm. Um, and So smart. I just. Because the older you get, you're so tired. Like, I yeah, have fr- I'm have i 44 gosh. and I have friends that are like my age trying to have babies. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, do you I even know. know what you're signing up for? I, my aunt, My aunt had her boys a little bit older, but not old, but she, she looked at me, she's like, have them young. She yeah. was like, I'm so tired. Yeah. She's like, I so can't. tired. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. So John and I, we got back together and we both knew we wanted kids and it totally happened as a surprise. And we were like, Oh boy. And we were both really scared because we were like, okay, this is not what we were planning. This is not what we were expecting. But, you know, we had so much history. We both knew we we wanted kids and we were like, we're doing it. Like, we, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And um, so the first couple months were very scary and a blur. And I felt extreme guilt because I pictured this moment my whole life. And I pictured getting pregnant and, you know, telling everyone and it being this exciting thing. And... I felt really scared and sad about how it happened. Like it just that it was a surprise and that I wasn't married and all these things mm-hmm. that I kind of pictured, you know, what you, you paint this picture and. Or it's painted for you. Or it's your painted whole childhood. for you. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. which is when yeah. I, I told my brother that I was pregnant and he was like, oh, wait, no, tell me what were you really going to tell me? I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I just started crying and he's like, Aww. and he just was like, amazing, you know? Aww. And I just told him that, you know, my like fears and all that. And he was like, Kylie, he was like, society makes up what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to be. Like, this is your story and this is how it's meant to be. And you got to trust that. And I was like, you're right. And I, I just ended up, you know, I let it go. I told my I told my family and they were all so excited. I was so nervous to tell them for some reason. I think just because, you know, you just yeah. picture things happening in a different way and because of society. Yeah. And it just couldn't have it you just can't picture it any other way. Yeah. Um, we had obviously like, you know, my boyfriend and I, we had had like a kind of a you know, an on and off again past, so you can imagine there were some tough times and I think that she ended up kind of being our glue to be like, you guys got this. Mm. Like we're, I'm your little love baby and I'm going to make sure you guys work it out. Mm. And I really think it was the best thing ever Mm. that happened. So it was scary. And I felt a lot of guilt for not being 
immediately excited, especially because I had always wanted it. And I know so many people that have had such a hard time. And I was like, and then it happens for me so easily, you know, out of the blue, I felt just guilty in so many ways. It was a struggle, but yeah. And then I, I really loved being pregnant. <laughs> so did I. Oh, I just felt so pure and I was just like, this is so amazing. And just that your body does this without it's you having incredible. to do anything. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I was like, I'm sleeping more, but other than that, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And my body's just Making a human. Making a human. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and the, yeah, and then we had her November 11th and. The rest is history. The rest is yeah. history. Now she's, she's learning how to go to the potty. Now she's learning how to go to the potty. Which <laughs> is crazy. Oh. Yeah. She's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So. It is interesting what we do to ourselves, right? Like with the guilt and stuff. And and like mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, like that just doesn't go away for some reason. Yeah. There's just, I, yeah. And I wish, you know, that's part of one of the missions of this podcast is to help shift that mm -hmm. in sharing all of these women's stories mm -hmm. to other women, mothers or would-be mothers or, or women who don't have children, just to sort of help us shift that perception of self. Like, you think it looks one way. I mean, I'm such a great example of that in that I had the marriage. I had a big wedding. I had the handsome husband. I had the house. And, you know, behind closed doors, it was not that great, yeah. you know? And we ended up splitting up and mm -hmm. we were miserable for about five years before mm -hmm. we split up. And, you know, now it's pretty great. Yeah. We're friends. We talk almost every day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we co-parent beautifully. I mean, it's hard on my son. That's, awesome. That's really yeah. tough. It's still really hard on him and he's pissed about it, but he's able to articulate mm -hmm. it. And um like he's like, Why aren't you together? Yep. He's like, Why don't why aren't you guys together? I don't understand. You get along so well. It's confusing for him because yeah. he never saw us fighting and he mm -hmm. never, you know, he, we didn't fight that much, actually. We we you know, but it just he doesn't like it's the going back and forth. Like mm -hmm. that's what pisses him off the most. He's like yeah. You ruined, say, you ruined my life with this divorce. Yeah, that's still because my uh, boyfriend's parents are divorced too. He's still, it's like, he just feels torn between, pulled, you know, yeah. it's just if we go home, it's like a lot of coordinating. and. Ugh. But, you know, that's, and like you said, like to, to raise awareness that we're all in this together and it doesn't need to look like any one way, which is the biggest lesson I've learned too. I'm like, we probably will get married someday, but it looks it's going to look way different than what I ever pictured. Like, yeah. I want the most intimate thing that's just about what it's meant to be about, not about having this showy party to yeah. post pictures on Instagram, Yeah, which I definitely would have been that girl, you know? I was. And, and there's also nothing wrong with that because you could be, like, proud and – but – Ab There's something about having yeah. like a baby now or a kid totally. now that I'm like, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I always but, tell like younger people, like I was telling one of our mutual friends the other day who is in a relationship and, and may or may not get married. But I said, you know, if it were me and I could do it over again, I would either do a flash wedding where you mm -hmm. like email people five days before. Yeah. I went to one of my it's dearest amazing. friends, um, David and Bianca. They had one in Santa Monica several years ago, and it was one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Oh, my God. It's called a flash wedding. And you do you email the people like a week before and you're like, 
no pressure if you can't come, but we're getting married. We'd love for you to be there. And we all went to the end of San Vicente where there's that cliff overlooking Mm -hmm. the ocean. It's just like a park. It's like with benches and stuff. And a friend of theirs was ordained and he married them. There were about 45 of us there. Somebody brought bagels and locks. Somebody brought orange juice and champagne. Um, Although most of us were sober, so we just drank the orange juice. But um, they wore like David and Bianca. I hope you guys are listening to this. They wore, um, she had a little white dress and a leather jacket on. He had a leather jacket on and a bow tie and like his, I think a dead head um, bow tie because he's a grateful dead. And it was just, it was about, like you just said, the intimacy and the friends and the family. We all just stood there. I was crying. Mm -hmm. My son was climbing a rock behind the thing. Like it was perfect and it didn't cost a dime. Yeah. And it was meaningful and... Yeah, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And the fact is, we're all just making it up as we go along anyway. We sure are. And things are just changing, you know? Yeah. It's they're just and now you're doing it all over again with the baby number two. Yeah. And with baby number two. Oh my gosh. I'm really this one was planned, Mm. which was nice to have that experience. But also, um, it was funny because I always have wanted more than one child. And we were talking about it like a year ago and he was like, things are so great. We're in a place now we can like go on weekends together and not worry and let's just calm down. Like maybe we don't need another one. And I was a wreck. I was crying like, but we need another baby. Like, mm. and, and then I calmed, I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's just enjoy this moment. Like we finally have, it. things just felt a little easier. She yeah. was like, not one and a half yet, but just over one. And it just felt a little more easy. And I was like, okay, let's just enjoy this. And I was like, I'll bring it up again in the summer. (laughs) And he just one day out of the blue texted me a picture when I was pregnant. And he said, let's do this again. And I was like, really? I was like, where's this coming from? And it was just the best. You know, I just, I didn't want to have to pry. I didn't want to. And I had kind of let it go too. And and so that was really exciting, and I got my IUD out, and we got pregnant immediately, <laughs> mm. um, which also then I was like, oh, no, are we ready for this? Of course. Um, we're so crazy. I was just like, oh. You're but never ready is the fact. No, and I mean, that's the thing. And then once you – of course, then that was kind of – Ray was one and a half, I think, when I found out I was pregnant, and that was one of the tougher transitions that I had. You know, there's different phases, like there's the – sleep regressions and, you know, introducing food and then the crawling and the walking and something about that one and a half, like when they're just, that's right when you have to actually start parenting is what I felt like, you know, learn how to communicate with her and really teach her. And that was tough. And so it was that with learning that I was pregnant at the same time that time. And then I was like, oh man, it's been good. And it's been a pretty easy pregnancy thus far. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I almost hate it when people ask, used to ask me this, but do you think you'll have more? It's hard to say because you're like enjoying this meal right now. But yeah, well, I don't think we will. I've always. Because you come from a family of two. I come from a family of two. He comes from a family of two. When I like thought that, when I first was like, oh, wow, this is the last time I'm going to be pregnant again. I was like, that feels weird. Um, So there was a part of me that was like, does that mean that I want three? I don't. But I don't think so. I think that we'll have two. I think we love to, you know, we like to be able to go to Hawaii or, you know, do things. I think with three, it would make a lot, a lot of things more difficult. 
people. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So I think we would stick awesome. at least for now. Yeah. Quickly. Awesome. Well, we've come to the time when I ask you three questions I ask every guest, and then I go into a lightning round of questions. Okay. What do you think about Kylie when you hear the word MILF? I think about a confident, sexy, um, hardworking, whether it's hardworking at work or as a mom, woman. That's you. (laughs) You just described yourself. Did I? (laughs) What is something you've changed your mind about recently? Hmm, that's a good question. I know that it's funny because I was listening to your podcast all last night. Like I listened to multiple ones, but I never got to the very end because I wanted to hear a few stories. Um, Okay, wait. Something I've changed my mind about. That's a good question. And I feel like there's definitely stuff. My daughter's turning. Oh, she taps her lip like that. "Mm." That's so cute. Um, I guess I'm trying to change my mind about something. because I was having like a off week, like two weeks ago, I just felt so off. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I just felt like sad. And John was like, what's going on with you? Um, like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I just feel like bummed. And I think I was just trying to, like we talked about earlier, do too much of everything and try to be too perfect in too many ways. And, um, I've, I'm trying to change my mind about that. I'm trying to mm-hmm. just like be okay with, you know, everything not being put away or be okay with, you know, whether it's, I need to, I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out more like what is the one thing that is making me happy and what are the things that are stressing me out and trying to find more balance. So yeah, I'm trying to change my mind about needing to do it all. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh gosh, does it ever. Makes so much sense. How do you define success? I define success first with the word happiness. I think that that, I don't think money buys happiness. I've been around many people with loads of money and all of them are not happy. I can Mm. promise you that. Um, So I think happiness and um, having self-worth and um, being, yeah, being, um, kind and generous with what you have. And yes, I would also like it to be, um, meaning being able to be comfortable and do the things you love. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Lightning round of questions. Okay. Ocean or desert? Ocean. Favorite junk food? Chocolate chip cookies. Movies or Broadway show? Movie. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Daytime. Texting or talking? Not that I get to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, texting or talking? Well, John always says he'll text me and then I immediately call him. He calls it the text and call. So I would, I think I guess a call. Uh, it just, is that just with him or you do that with everybody? I feel like I do that with him and my mom. Because mm. you just want to hear their voice. Yeah, or I'll be like, it's easy. I have so much more to say yes, to you. Yes, totally. So I'm just going to call you instead. Totally, totally. I couldn't possibly text But texting all. is very like just easy and convenient in most cases yes. these days. Cat person or dog person? Dog. Have you, have you ever worn a unitard? Yes. I used to do dance. Oh. I mean, not like- Me too. Not good dance, but you know, <laughs> I used to dance when I was little. 
<laughs> shower or bathtub? Shower. Ice cream or chocolate? Ooh, chocolate. You almost said ice cream. I almost said, said ice cream, I, I, chocolate. but yeah, <laughs> chocolate. But I do like ice cream, but I eat chocolate like every day. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at ping pong? Ooh, I've had some challenges with my grandpa. Oh. I would say uh, four. Okay. I'm not good. What's your biggest pet peeve? I know I have lots of these too, but why can't I think of it right now? Negativity. <laughs> I don't know. You're so cute. <laughs> Negativity. Okay. This one is, this is a perfect thing for you. Um, if you could push a button and it would make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hairstyling products. Mm. Would you push it? I would. <gasps> you I would. Definitely. Wow, yeah. girl. Because I don't, I think that if you're, if you're, you could, if you're a hairstylist, you can do the job without the products. This is revelatory. Do you mean also hot tools? <laughs> or just, because I was thinking you just said products. I so did I'm not specify. So, so I was yes. picturing I could still use a blow dryer and a round I brush. think that would still work. I think products only means like the actual stuff in the jars right. and this thing. Yeah. That's what I thought, which yeah. is why I was so quick to yeah. say. Because okay. I can do anything with a round brush and a blow dryer, like really? some hot tools. Yeah. That's amazing. It may not last as long. Right. But, but it'll look good it. for one photo. Yeah. So speaking now, this is not in the qu lightning questions, yeah. but I do want to ask you, like, what are your favorite hair products? Hair products? Um, okay. There's so many. I love Isles formula is a very small line. Um how do you spell it? I-L-E-S okay. formula. Mm -hmm. And their shampoo and conditioner is amazing. And they have this serum that's it's not oily, it's not greasy, it smells so good, it's good on any hair type. I'm obsessed with it. Amazing. Okay. I, yeah. Um, I love, what kind of products do you like in your hair? Um, you know, it's interesting because I used to have long hair and now it's short, which I'm loving. I I'm used having to have so much fun. your hair. You did? Mm -hmm. You did? When I was in cosmetology Oh school. my God. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Platinum blonde um, pixie. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever been platinum. The first time I've- It looks I've... so good. Thank you. It's yeah. really fun. It's really fun. So and I love my, my hairstylist is amazing. She's wonderful. Um, so she taught me to use the cream. I forget the brand, but it's like a cream mm -hmm. that I put in my hair that really works. And then I just bought um, hairspray actually from Bumble. I mean, from uh, not Bumble, from, I don't know why I said Bumble. Because Bumble has the same branding colors as as Drybar. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna maybe be working with Bumble on the project. Oh, but cool. um, so uh, I love Bumble and Bumble, but yeah. you mean Bumble? I meant Bumble, the, the dating, dating site. Yeah. yeah, Bumble and Bumble. Also, I like the sea salt spray, but I haven't needed that I love because the sea salt spray my hair is very. This is. I hope we don't might bore my listeners, but uh, we are all hair women. You you guys like doing hair too. Um, my hair is very. I have fine hair, but I have a lot of it and it has a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. So unlike the beautiful and amazing Michelle Williams, whose picture I brought in to Emma when I first decided to do this, yeah. my hair's poofy. Right. And so I don't need to add texture to it. So I've had to learn yeah. how to work with short hair and not put product in it that's going to make me look like Einstein. Right. Because you think short hair, oh, it's going to be so low maintenance, but really- It's more work. It's kind of more work. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I you love have it. to do a little something every you day to smooth to. out the cowlick and all yeah. of that, where with long hair, you kind of can just wake up. And because I have wavy hair, I could literally do nothing with my longer hair yeah. if it was layered properly. Mm-hmm. So, Well, Bumble and Bumble, they have um, the it's Invisible Oil line. Oh. And they have this spray that I love for clients that have like poofy hair, and I spray it when, like before I do a blow dry. Okay. So that could be good. That could be good okay. for you. Okay. I'm going to look those up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look the aisles up. Yeah. I, did I say it right? Aisles? Yeah, okay. Aisles. All right. Um, superpower choice. Invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength? Invisibility. Would you rather have a penis where your tailbone is or a third eye? <laughs> I want a picture of your face right now. I lose a lot of people on that one. I feel like I would say the third eye, but what does that offer me, really? Many people ask me that, and the answer is whatever you want. It can have magical powers. It can just be a third eye. Like you can sleep with two of them, and then that (laughs) one could like keep an eye out. (laughs) On the baby. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that one can make sure everything's okay. That's funny. Because I like to sleep... That's part of the problem when you're pregnant. I like to just sleep however I feel like sleeping. And I think a penis on the tailbone would be a little bit in the oh, way. right. I guess. But don't men sleep on their stomachs sometimes? Oh, yeah. That's true. It just kind of flattens out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, that's true. It could like tuck into your crack or something. <laughs> tuck into your crack. Oh, I guess God. if it was for a day, I kind of wouldn't mind feeling what it'd feel like. To have yeah. Yeah. Just for a day. What was the name of your first pet? Uh, Harley. What was the name of the... Or Demo, actually, but I don't remember Demo was our dog. So let's go with Harley. Yeah. What's the name of the street you grew up on? Mount Vista. So your poor name is Harley (laughs) Mount Vista. (laughs) Oh, that's that's pretty good. That is pretty good. (laughs) Any porn name with the word mount in it, I think And Harley is kind of... It's epic. Yeah. That's pretty. I almost just want to shorten it to Harley Mount. Harley Mount. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Harley Vista is even a little like yeah. porny. What's yours? <laughs> um, mine sucks. It's Smoky Lariat. That does not suck. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> you might be like a like a motorbike. Oh, I like that. Like mountain. Yeah. Star. Smoky Lariat. <laughs> She smokes marble reds. Yeah. And she wears fringy leather jackets. Yeah. Kylie, you're a dream come true. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kylie. Join me next week for a fresh episode of MILF Podcast, where our guest will be Terry Fry from Mom Like That Podcast. My Canadian friend, I was actually the first guest on her podcast when she started almost a year ago, too, I think. Or yeah, we started like right around the same time. Really great conversation with her. We talk about marriage. We talk about separation. We talk about getting back together after after separation. We talk about raising a child. Oh, we talk about for quite a while how you really feel like you have to make this choice, having a kid or having a career, because you really can't actually have it all. I mean, you can, but something always feels like it's being sacrificed. Anyway, so it's a really great conversation. So please join me next week for that. Remember to go to clutchgifts.com. Use your exclusive VIP discount code of MILF50. 
at checkout to get your discount. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.